Howdy! Welcome to the Gateway to the Smokies podcast. This podcast is about America's most visited national park, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the surrounding towns. This area is filled with ancient natural beauty, a deep storied history, and rich mountain cultures that we explore with weekly episodes. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, a man of the world, but also with deep roots in these mountains. My family has lived in the Great Smokies for over 200 years. My business is in travel, but my heart is in culture. But first, a few uh, sponsor message and some events coming up. I want you to imagine a place evocative of motor courts of the past, yet modern and vibrant with a chic Appalachian feel. A place for adventure and for relaxation. Imagine a place where you can fish in a mountain heritage trout stream, grill the catch on a fire, and eat accompanied by fine wine or craft beers. Imagine a place with old-time music and world cultural sounds. There is no other place like the Meadowlark Motel in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. Your Smoky Mountain Adventure starts with where you stay. Another sponsor is SmokiesAdventure.com. That's Smokies, plural, adventure singular. The Smoky Mountains and surrounding area is a vacation destination for all seasons. Some of the nation's best hiking trails, waterfalls, outdoor adventures, and family entertainment can be found right here. Start your adventure by using SmokiesAdventure.com to explore all the wonderful features of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. The trails, the waterfalls, the Cades Cove and the Elk and more. Then check out all the awesome family attractions and entertainment you and your entire family can enjoy. Find lodging, find places to stay, find places to eat. Find where you can do outdoor life events like weddings and honeymoons. It's all at thesmokiesadventure.com, which is the leading information portal for adventures and experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains. So events coming up at the Meadowlark. On August 12th to 13th, we're having a songwriter's camp. Uh, it's a, a songwriter's camp and concert with Grammy-winning artists Jim Lauderdale and Charles Hemphrey III, along with award-winning artists such as Darren Nicholson, Clay Mills, and Charles Chamberlain. It's a two-day event of interactive songwriting instruction for world-class musicians, and a demo tape will, produce, will be produced for each participant. And there'll be a concert of songs from the road band on Friday night and a barbecue dinner and all-star concert on Saturday night. This is going to be a unique event like no other, and space will be limited to ensure individual attention is given to all participants. The price is $675 per person, includes all the activities and demo dates and, and concerts and barbecue dinner. Uh, and then there's special uh, pricing for rooms, uh, and there'll be room packages as well. Call 828-926-1717 for details. And there's also a limited amount of concert tickets available for general public. Uh, and, uh, and those are available on both Friday and Saturday night. And they're $30 each. And again, you can reserve your spot by calling 828-926-1717. So uh, welcome to the Gateway to the Smokies podcast with my guest, Jim Lauderdale. So hey, Jim, how are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing good. We're huge fans of yours. Thank you. Uh, and all the artists that come into that songwriter camp. Uh, Me too. I'm, I'm really, I'm, thr I'm really thrilled that this, this came up. Now, did, was the songwriter camp your idea, Bob's idea? You guys came up with it together or what happened? I think, I think Bob approached Charles Humphrey about it. Uh-huh. And so, and then he, uh, 
asked me. And so luckily, timing wise, it worked out. Cool. Yeah, I see that you do a, uh, another, a couple other camps, like uh, one out in, out west somewhere, don't you? I did. I did Steve Poltz's camp out in Joshua Tree in May, and I just did the Swannanoa Gathering. Uh-huh. And uh, November, I believe it is, I'll be at Yorma Kalkinen's Fur Peace Ranch. Cool. So, yeah. But I enjoy it a lot. I really do. Yeah. Cool. I have a I have a friend of mine I think is going to make it who's been uh, you know, doing uh, music for a number of years, but really wants to, you know, learn from some real professionals. So I got some people that are, that are fairly excited. You know, it's an exciting thing I think for people getting to work with some great artists like yourself. Um, it's a, it, it's uh, exciting for me to see people, you know. Uh, it means a lot to people that are writing songs. And um, I think they're just as valid as somebody that's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's great to see that enthusiasm and the ideas, you know, and to see where these songs can go too. Cool. Well, yeah. it's nice to bring it to Western North Carolina. You grew up in Western North yeah. Carolina. Right. Um, I I lived around the Piedmont area, okay. and um, and then in South Carolina for a few de- years, not too far from Greenville and due west. Uh-huh. And I've been coming to Flat Rock every summer of my life since I was born, and have continued to come here a lot. And uh, so, yeah, spent a lot. Of, but and then other times in North Carolina in. Uh, Winston-Salem and Chapel Hill mm-hmm. uh, for school. And uh, so, yeah, I just, North Carolina is... Is your home, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that uh, you're bringing the art of songwriting here. So when did you get, when did you get involved in writing songs? Did you start pretty young? Um, I guess I was going kind of, my last year of high school, an idea came to me when I was visiting Troutman, North Carolina, where I lived my first five years. And so this melody and a title came to me in a few lines here and there. It was kind of an old timey, like string band type thing. I'd been doing bluegrass banjo for a few years, but that uh, type of melody hit me first. And then I had uh, some melodies I gave to one of my classmates uh, when I was a freshman at the North Carolina School of the Arts and he wrote some lyrics. And from there, then I started writing on my own and doing a few demos uh, produced by a guitar playing friend of mine named Zan McLeod. Mm-hmm. who I, I knew in Chapel Hill. I had a duo when I was in high school with a mentor named Rick Bowley, who started a uh, music store called Oxbow Music. And I would travel around with him to festivals and help him sell stuff. And we played as much as we could. And then I went off to college and get, these songs were coming to me. So Zan... Uh, took me 
to a place kind of out in the country there outside of Chapel Hill, uh, a fellow named Steve Gromback, who later moved to Charlotte and opened up a studio. And I, I thought just doing three songs, then six songs, I thought, well, hey, a record deal is going to come any day. I'll be touring all over the place. I'll have to quit school, you know, but this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it took, I, it, I, I was naive about that process. I mean, it, it like everybody at that take, age. <laughs> right. And so uh, it took a while, but that's where my, um, my uh, passion for songwriting started, really. I've always wondered, you know, I, I, I've been, uh, I've been uh, visual <laughs> and, and, you know, and I, yeah, I've done a few things. Uh, and I, you know, I was, as a visual artist, I learned that there's different kinds of visionaries. There's like people that are haptic and there's people that are not haptic and the non-haptic people get the vision of the painting in their head. And then they just go create the vision. Whereas a haptic artist gets the idea and sort of the sense of a, of a, of a, of a painting, but then they have to work it with their hands, the haptic, you know, they got to be, do it. Is that, is that, is that similar in songwriting? Do you, do some people get like a, just the whole thing in their head and just put it on paper and other people have to work it or. That's, that's right. It's, it's different really for everybody. Um, You know, for me, a melody usually comes first, sometimes along with the title, but sometimes just a melody. I know some, people who write down whole songs on paper mm-hmm. and don't have a melody or else uh, then a melody comes to them or kind of simultaneously. So it really, uh, it happens in a lot of different ways. So that's interesting. So at a songwriter camp, how, how, how do you help the different type of creators that, uh, you know, with the different ways of doing their creation of songs how do you help um it i kind of feel like because usually these camps there's so much to kind of cover in a short amount of time to really um i i like to do things kind of spontaneously i don't really have much of a uh format I follow and it's kind of like that with me with writing songs if I'm co-writing or writing alone it just kind of is spontaneous um and so I kind of have to evaluate the those writers you know in in front of me at that time and ask them what they need you know what do they need to to learn or to help them and it's it's funny i you know my friend steve poltz was saying at the start of this camp we did a few months ago it's like i can't teach you how to write songs but i can help facilitate them and you know so and i i uh you know we'll kind of go through certain very briefly personal you know uh experiences of like well this happened to me one time and that's how i got out of this block or something like that you know to to help them but i try i i really make it about them and uh you know and and usually people have uh 
things that, you know, questions of, of places where they uh, need to work through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, does every songwriter really need to practice a discipline or can they come and go from it? How, how, does, how does the discipline work in the songwriting craft? You know, I think it, it happens in all different ways too. You know, some people are super disciplined and um, I try to be, I mean, I, I put everything I've got into it, um, but I don't have necessarily necessarily set times like i don't have a schedule where i go okay i'm going to get up at eight have a cup of coffee write for Mm -hmm. two hours you know some uh playwrights and novelists and people like that it's like i get up at five i write for three hours boom that's it yeah and uh you know some people i've also written really late at night with co-writers like from mid you know we'll we will have tried to write like at nine and then we kind of are plugging along and then uh as i'm about to leave or something somebody will say something and an idea comes out and then you stay till two or three in the morning you know you just if you're on a roll you know it's good to if you can go ahead and capture Mm -hmm. that magic now um when you are just going about your life and living do do thoughts for a song come to you all the time and and you write them down and put them into snippet and you save those or um i uh song ideas do come to me quite often in conversation or hearing something or just the thought will come into my head so I record them on my phone on an app on a, mm-hmm. on a voice memo app and uh, refer to them later. I go back to them. Um, sometimes if I'm then though just playing also something comes out and then you've got your guitar there. But a lot of times I'll just hum the melody. Uh, I just, I, I'm kind of old school instead of doing everything on my phone or computer, as far as writing out lyrics, I write them down with a pen on, if I have a notebook with me or, you know, just a scrap of paper until, you know, sometimes I've lost those papers. I think there was a movie uh, about that. (laughs) Was there really? (laughs) Somebody lost it. Yes, some creative piece, and they spent the whole movie trying to find it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, it was a silly movie, I'm sure, (laughs) but it's true. You know, it's like you know, and and when you're when you're in the in the art and the visual arts, it's the same thing. You get a uh, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night and think you have the you have solved the 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 mystery of the perfect painting. You write down the thing, and then and then you uh, then you lose that piece of paper, and you're searching for it forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, the the creative process is is really interesting. How do you um, if you do voice memos? How do you remember what to search for to find the thing that you're that you went? Um, I labeled them. 
I you label do. them like if it's a bluegrass song, I say BG. If it's a country song, I say C. If it's for Donna the Buffalo, I say Donna. Songs from the road band SFRB, you know. Uh, yeah. So different thing. If it's a soul thing, I'll say Royal or Soul. I do uh, have a bunch of unfinished things I've recorded. Uh, a few albums at Royal Studios in Memphis, which was a great soul studio. And um, so, uh, you know, or if I have a studio booked in advance and, and I'm trying to write for that, I'll write, you know, like for instance, Blackbird, you know, for Blackbird Studio for those sessions. So I kind of, I'm not very organized, but at least I, can reference those then when I'm flipping through the phone, yeah. uh, trying to find something to have ready. Yeah. You know. I mean, the, the, the human database is the, is the most complex and sometimes also the most infuriating. <laughs> yeah. Know, when, when you the product of your own mind, trying to remember what, what it was you had thought of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, given that we're going to be, we're going to be, you're going to be working with some people in a collaborative manner here at the, at the Metal Arc Motel, you know, August 12th, 13th. Uh, what, uh, yeah, but then you also write by yourself. What, what do you prefer? Do you prefer to write solo or, or with a partner or with a group? I, um, you know, when you're writing with somebody else, I feel like you always come up with something that neither one of you could do alone necessarily. There's some different strength about that collaboration. Um, but I still like to write a, alone to kind of challenge myself to do it because mm -hmm. it's, it's harder for me to write alone. It's slower and sometimes more tedious, but, um, uh, so, but I enjoy both. Cool. You've you've written with some really great, uh, great uh, people, and I and I know that you have a podcast with a, you know another legend, uh, Buddy Miller. Do you have you written with him? Yes, yes, um, yeah. We've got a radio show on Sirius XM uh, Outlaw Country on Channel sixty called the Buddy and Jim Show, and. Um, we uh, have written, it's been a few years, the, the last time we wrote, we did a, a record together, gosh, I think it was eight years ago, and we wrote for that record, and before that, we'd written some things for his albums, he'd usually save a song or two and say, uh, and, and we'd work backwards, usually somebody gives me lyrics and I put a melody to them, uh, but he gave me melodies and I put lyrics to them. So it was, uh, and then he'd be under a deadline too. So I'd really, you know, I, I put deadlines on myself and also, but he would be like, hey, I've got to finish this record. I've got to, how are those lyrics coming along? You know, so how you, you, you have to, deliver right you know, in those situations especially and, if you're a professional and 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 a legend you got it you got it. <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> Absolutely. You have a yeah. reputation to read, read me that's, now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So have you, is there, is there any other uh, people that you co-written with that are sort of favorite uh, co-writers? Yes. Um, the man I've probably written the most songs with is Robert Hunter, who used to uh, write with Jerry Garcia and wrote uh, kind of, you know, the, the, you know, just so many of the Grateful Dead songs. Wow. And we've probably written about a hundred together. And sadly, Robert passed a few years ago. And um, I've written a lot with John Leventhal, uh, great writer and producer, guitar player, and uh, a lot with O.D. Blackman. And um, uh, several songs with Harlan Howard, who was one of my songwriting heroes, and also Melba Montgomery. Wow. Who, uh, and uh, and uh, Charles Humphrey from the, that'll be there at the camp. We've written, we've got a, I really enjoy writing with him, him a he's, lot. And, he's uh, a good guy. I've had him on the show. He really is. Times. He's a good conversationalist. Yeah. <laughs> he, he really is. He's, he's really a really great writer. And uh, uh, we have a few things. I did a bluegrass record uh, at Echo Mountain a, a few years ago here. And it was my, concept of it was to have North Carolina bands and North Carolina artists do tracks with me for this record. And um, so Charles and I have a, a couple of co-writes on that. And um, then I've got a song coming up on a country record that's coming out in August that Charles and I wrote that originally I was thinking it was going to be more acoustic-y and bluegrassy, and then uh, it's now it's kind of more of a western not western swing but a you know slight swing thing well i guess you could call it a western swing you got a swing to it right? and uh yeah yeah and yeah. uh but i but uh, so that's going to be great to work with him at this camp that, is uh you know. is the swing a hard thing to get into performing no 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 no, no. Yeah. It's good, and I think it breaks up yeah. the other grooves. You know, you might be doing. I really like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I the uh, reason I ask is my my wife is actually a Brazilian percussionist, and she talks oh, wow. about a swing in that uh -huh. that uh, that you have to have, or it's just no good. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Wow. yeah. So you know, she's she's done all right with that. It's a, it's an avocation, but she got to be on Saturday Night Live and that sort of thing. Oh, that's awesome! It's a great hobby. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. terrific. Yeah. So, um, which do you which do you prefer? Do you prefer writing or do you prefer performing? Um, I like them both. You know, they're uh, they both have their um, attractions and fulfillment fulfilling things about them. I mean, it's a great feeling to write a song and then it's great in those circumstances when you're on stage and then you get to do those songs and kind of and interact with people, you know, interact with the audience and the other, you know, if you're playing in a band setting, those other musicians. So I, I, I wouldn't be able to choose one from the other. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. well you've, you've done, have you done like over 30 albums? Is that right? This will be my 35th coming right. out in August. Wow. Yeah. What's the yeah. name of that one coming out in August? Uh, game Changer. Game Changer. And uh, it's, game changer. it's, it's <laughs> a, a pretty, um, it's, it's a country record. I, I consciously, uh, I kind of go in different cycles with records, you know, whether it's country, bluegrass, kind of singer, songwriter, soul, or blues rock, or whatever. Uh, and this is, you know, a consciously focused country record. Well, that's fabulous. What is, uh, of all your records, which one is your favorite? Um, I can't decide. I mean, I really don't have a uh, favorite, I th because a lot of times the most current record is the favorite one just because it's you know, so is it is it like Matisse or Picasso people would ask him that question what's your favorite painting and they say the last one <laughs> yeah yeah but I think that's you know there's a lot of truth to that yeah, yeah. well do you think do you uh, when you hear a song or you see a song that you've written or things or listen to it do you do you think oh I could improve it there's something I should have done to improve it here um not really no i'm i'm always if i hear somebody doing one of my songs i'm just so uh elated mm -hmm. that somebody else is doing it. and i've never heard uh, i've been asked before if i've ever been disappointed in a song i've heard and i never have I'm, it's always just real uh rewarding to hear somebody else's take on it cool well, what um, people come into the songwriter camp? What what can what kind of experience can they expect? Um, I think uh, you know. Hopefully, they'll walk away from that camp with a different take on their own writing, and that they will be able to incorporate some of the uh, tips and methods and things like that and suggestions. And that they'll, you know, walk out of there feeling more confident about their writing and their minds will be more open to, to things and their creativity hopefully will expand. And will you give them insights on how to pursue a songwriting career and that sort of thing as well? Um, possibly. You know, I think that, uh, you know, I think first somebody's got to uh develop their catalog you know they've got to um have a, a body of work to and, and it doesn't have to be hundreds of songs or anything you know you could have 10 or, or 15 songs and go out there and try but it's it's a process we we won't get into because see the business part of things changes a lot all the oh, time. I mean, but but basically, I you know, my thing to people is and, and to myself too is that you have got to constantly challenge yourself. You know, if you if you feel like, hey, this one song of mine, this is it. You know, this is going to change everything 
you know, it's going to change my life. This is going to open up the doors. Well, that's terrific that you've got that song, but you've got to, you know, keep going and create another one and another one and another one, not to, um, you know, just set that aside and go, oh, well, now that's, but, but to build on what you're doing. And I feel like, uh, you know, it might be naive or old fashioned or something, but I, I feel that, you know, when the songs are there, then those doors open, mm-hmm. you know, but it doesn't matter, you know, what kind of contacts you have or, you know, this or that the songs have to be there. Well, there's and less people I, that can write a good song than can sing a good song, right? <laughs> well, maybe, you know, but, but I, yeah, possibly. And hey, but sometimes that, you know, I was mentioning that one song that somebody has, you know, some, some people have had careers though off of one song, you know, but, but I think it's good to kind of, uh, be well-rounded and have you know let's say if you're out performing if you're a performing singer songwriter you've got to have a whole set's worth of songs that you that you really feel are uh you know stand up to other people you know other writers that you really like and and to to your other good ones and of course that's a process it doesn't happen all at once it's uh it's uh you know it's like an art show you know you've got to have a room full of art you know not you might have one painting in the show no (laughs) yeah yes so and hopefully though those paintings and out that you know in the room will be just as compelling, you know, the whole, mm-hmm. your whole body of work. Yeah. Now, do you, uh, do, uh, I know in, in other writing uh, professions, there's writer's block. Is, is there's a writer's block in songwriting as well? Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yes. And- oh, if we, uh, if we only had a series we could do. I'm writing, writing <laughs> box. Oh, it sounds like it would be a, your, you've had your torturous time. <laughs> that's right. It would be a marathon. Of oh. <laughs> but I, yeah, I think that anybody that's writing something, um, it's they will come across that writer's block. Yeah. And see, that's one of the secrets I will talk about during this uh, songwriter's workshop of how to break free of that writer's block. Oh, wow. Yeah, I but, can imagine. Uh, <laughs> hey, it happens. I can't, I, w- I would say right now, but people will have to come to see to the this, learn that. <laughs> yeah, to this one time the... only. Well, that's that's the magic sauce, folks. Now you're gonna learn that's how right. to overcome, especially if you're starting out. You probably have what writers block a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. do. You know, but it it just takes it takes practice and going and getting through. Um, you know, growing as a writer, and and you'll go through different steps and stages and things, uh, and just keep 
you know, you know, you'll just keep expanding your abilities as time goes on. The more you do it, you know, that 10,000, what is the expression, you know, when you 10, do something, hours 10, 000, yeah, yeah. 10,000 hours, then you are good at something like that. Now you won't have to do that long, especially with the techniques people will be learning at this camp. They won't, they'll, they'll, they'll just take a shortcut, you know, well, you know, <laughs> 10, hours, hours. <laughs> 10 hours instead of 10,000. There you go. That's a big promise, man. <laughs> I knew you had that big thing in you. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, um, so, and then you can, you guys are gonna have an all star concert on the on the uh, the, the 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 finale, right? And, yeah. Uh, so, all of you gonna yeah. get together? You have, a, have you prepared a playlist? Or are you guys just gonna say? Yeah. Just, just, we'll just, it's gonna jam. Yeah, we'll we'll jam. I mean, we'll I'm sure we'll talk about it before we get up there, but yeah. uh, you know, on stage. But uh, yeah, but that's that's the cool thing, you know, about um, you know, people can pick up. So, you know, they can look at you while you're playing or you can just say, hey, the key of, you know, key of A, this is like a one, four, five progression. I'll kick it off, whatever. You know, you, uh, it's, it's fun to, uh, to jam like that with people and, wow. and, you know, see the, hear, hear what comes out, you know. So uh, it's going to be a fabulous time. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Like I've already bring. I've got my whole family booked in at our motel, the Metal Ark Motel, where it's going to be. That's great. Uh, to be here because uh, we're we're excited just to be around it. You know, that's uh, it's it's a two day thing. It's it's you know two concerts. Yeah, uh, imagine there'll be some jamming as well. Uh, oh yeah, wonderful meals. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cook you guys breakfast on Saturday morning. Oh nice. Yeah. yeah. Great. And I'm uh, looking forward to that. I'm a big breakfast requests. What do you like for breakfast? You know what? Whatever you have, I'm sure will be delicious. <laughs> so, uh, well, I can range from, uh, you know, uh, you know, chicken fried steak to, uh, tomatoes with us uh with a smoked trout dip whatever is whatever floats your boat <laughs> I, stop you're making me hungry. <laughs> uh, so what's, what's next for you? Um, I, uh, am working on my follow-up to the Game Changer record and, uh, that'll, that's coming out and, uh, several bluegrass things, uh, right now. Cool. And I have, a you know, a fair amount of gigs coming up starting in September, uh, till the rest of the year. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. And yeah. uh, is there any shout outs you want to do? Any uh, websites or anything you want to mention for people checking things out? Um, uh, I guess, um, you know, my website is jimlauderdalemusic.com. And then all of the social media things, you know, I've got uh, stuff on those. And uh, so... Yeah, so so that's kind of got the current things that are that'll be happening on their list. Of, well, we'll be yeah. sure to uh, 
I'm going to be sure to follow some of that. It's, it's, it's exciting for us. I want to thank you for being being on this podcast and also oh, thank uh, you. Uh, doing doing this uh, this this camp. It's going to be it'll be fun experience. All right. You know, I, and I guess I'll say one more thing about the camp. You know, when you were a kid and you you went to camp and how much you enjoyed it and everything. Well, this camp will make those times when you're a kid look like a Greek tragedy. These, <laughs> this camp is gonna be, even well, though it's short, it's it like, be... hey, we don't have time these days to go to a, you know, summer camp for two weeks. We cram all yeah. the gusto in. Yeah. Two days. In a day and a two days. Yeah. yeah. It'll be the it'll be the center of your life for the rest of your existence. That's, that's right. <laughs> it'll be the sun about which your life rotates. Yes. <laughs> well, that's fabulous. We we are about to change people's lives. And yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Me too. Well, well, thank you much. This has been the Gateway to the Smokies podcast. You can find us at facebook.com slash gateway to the Smokies and also on <clears throat> smokiesadventure.com. And uh, there'll be this episode as well as other episodes on that to website that you can find. Thank you much. And that's it. And now, thanks. Thanks a lot. Now, now we're